Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Have our weekly chat with the head coach of the Avs, Jared Bednar, who joins us every week. Coach, how are we doing this morning? Yeah, doing good. Thank you. Um, you know, other than the weird ending that you guys had a few days ago, you have smashed a whole bunch of wins alongside of that. Uh, would have been an eight-game win streak had that that awful thing in uh, Nashville at the very end not happened, but the way that you guys have played here as of late, you re- really find like you're you're hitting a stride. Question I have, Ryan Johansson, off-season pickup, really been picking his game up as of late. Uh, what do you got for us on Ryan Johansson and the way he's playing right now? Yeah, I think he's playing great. I think, uh, you know, that line and his line mates, all three of those guys are, are new to our organization, and all those guys have been used to being like top six forwards and and play with a lot of creativity and um you know use their skill really well and and it's taken those guys just a little bit longer to kind of gel and and figure each other out and um i guess the familiarity of the line just hasn't been there so they're a little bit disconnected early on in the season and trying to figure out how they fit into our team and and what they can provide, whether they're together or apart. And I I believe that, you know, all three of those guys are starting to come with their individual game. And uh, building an identity as a line is, is also starting to come. And as they improve and the line improves, I think you're starting to see uh, more success from um, from those guys. So whether it's Juan Tatar or uh, Johansson, it's it's starting to fit together and, and and the offensive production is growing. They're gaining a little bit of confidence and and they know how I guess I'm going to deploy them or use them on a night-to-night basis. So it's, it's getting more comfortable and it's getting uh, more efficient and, and more effective. Coach, uh, in regards to that line, <clears throat> excuse me, Jonathan Druin's game. I mean, watching him be aggressive, taking the puck in one-on-one or two-on-ones or whatever, watching him 
try to go around guys and doing it to the front of the net, getting his shut off and so on and so forth. He told me the other night, he said, look, I, I'm not thinking about systems anymore, although I'm, you know, I'm aware of what I need to do, but I'm, I'm just going now and playing instinctive hockey. It, to me, it just feels like once you get to that point and you're talking about with that line as a whole, really good things can happen to all those guys as you talked about. Yeah, I agree. I think just because of their intelligence, their skill set, um, you know, I, I don't. I think if you if you look at say Johansson, Tatar, they're not the the fastest guys on the ice, but they both have really good brains and and, and think the uh, game at a high level. Uh, Drew's a little different. He also does, but he's got really good quickness and speed and a, and a great skill set. But if you're disconnect, you know, like it takes all three guys and the two D on the ice to be able to create offense and be in sync, you know, in order to sort of play the right way. And, and part of creating offense is also checking the puck back. And if you have two or three guys on the ice at a time that are still sort of figuring it out and thinking uh, the game, it, 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 the, the line just looks slow and, and ineffective. And, and now like drew perfect comment from him is like, He's, he's learned it. He's put a lot of time into the video work with Toby, myself, Ray, um, you know, getting just dialed in on the structure of our game and how we want to play and it, on all the little details. And then he's been putting in the work in the gym and on the ice as well. But he's, he's once he's got dialed in, now, now, you, now you can see it, right? Now you're seeing the quickness in his game every shift instead of just in spurts throughout the game. And um, that's part of how he has to create offense is using his speed and skill. And um, now that he's not thinking and it's more instinctual, you're starting to see the production. And, and, that, and that's not just him. It's, it, it's him. It's Joe. It's, it's Tatar. Um, so you, that's why you're seeing all those guys' numbers on a, on a nightly basis. They're contributing in different areas. And, uh, yeah, I think we can build it into a really good line. It's still got, it's still got room for improvement, but if you look at last game, Joe gets two even strength, the cars to assist. Duran's been on the uh, score sheet almost every night for the past seven, eight games. And so it's starting to move in the right direction and, and certainly helps to have that second line clicking a little bit. Coach, we were discussing the goal that you uh, challenged the other night against Tampa and how quickly you got that out from the back room. What kind of setup does uh, Coach Brett have back there? What what does it look like when he's monitoring uh, replays? Yeah, so they got this system called the Hawkeye system, and um, every video coach in the back room has it. Uh, and then there's monitors on the floor on the bench on the wall that we look at as coaches. That's why you're always seeing us look down after certain plays. And um, so as soon as a goal is scored, actually every entry really, Brett will check it right away as the puck comes into our zone to see if he thinks it's good. And if it's good, we just move on. And if it's questionable, he'll have it queued up and, and ready to go. So if that play gets extended or, you know, he'll have already uh, radioed down to Ray, who has the earpiece in on our bench, and, and says this is possible offside. So then if they score, we can have a couple different angles already queued up to look at it. Because it, it, it's a little bit strange that you're supposed to get 30 seconds after the, yeah. 
goal if we want to challenge and and sometimes they're really rushing you along coaches have their stall tactics you know the new lines going out and the centerman doesn't go in so you're trying to find an angle as quickly as you can the reality of it is you don't get a lot of angles and sometimes you're even if you think it's offside or even if you think it's goalie interference you can't prove it it's got to be definitive proof if you're going to challenge on on that particular challenge, he had it queued up as the puck's crossing the line. That's like when I like to look at it right away, best angle possible, look at all three angles. And we were pretty sure it was offside. Yeah. The, the catch was those blue line cameras can get blocked by legs, by other guys on the line, and both of them were blocked a little bit. And then we finally caught a, a an overhead cam that we felt like showed it was offside. Gotcha. Uh, the, and the league uh, agreed. So uh, sometimes you run out of time, but you're, you're doing your best to find those cameras. And when you, when a TV truck's in there, like let's say somebody else is doing the game, uh, TNT or whatever, they may they may put up a, a camera angle after you've already started to play that shows definitive proof, but we don't have it at the time. You can't challenge it. I was going to say, when's the last time have you had an instant where you wish you would have challenged? You had an inkling, but you didn't have proof? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it happens more than you think, okay. and and sometimes you'll look back, you'll get a, another camera angle later, and, and you're like, oh, thank, thankfully we didn't challenge it because it was good, and then you get ones that slip by you. But you can only go by what you have, and you only have so many angles. And the TV truck, you know, they've got the two minutes, three minutes after while the reviews going on, sometimes five minutes, and they'll find another uh, camera angle that they've got someplace. But if it wasn't put and sent down to the Hawkeye, then, you know, it's useless to you. Um, could I get Brett's number? Because I want some lotto numbers because he never seems to miss these things. He's always right. Mm-hmm. Could I get that no. from you? <laughs> yeah, he's sharp. He's, he's good at what he does. There's no question. He's, he, he, you know, and now we've built this. We've been together now for eight years. So we, we he knows what I want to see. We look at all the reviews off season. We check out all the reviews. Um, you know, like say last night we're watching a game and there's a review and and we'll all text each other on our group text offside. That's no goal kind of thing. And we'll all have our own opinions on it. And, and we'll watch the way the league rules on it and kind of look at it the next morning. It's kind of like a fun uh, topic of conversation while we're having coffee when we're starting our day. Coach, let's talk about your blue line a little bit. And, I don't need to talk about Kale. His November has been phenomenal. I mean, I, I, but you need you need everybody going right now. And I'm looking at Josh Manson, and and you can really tell when a guy is feeling good just by the way he plays, and you know his game, right? What do you think about 42 right now? And again, as a former defenseman, watching him go and lay out two dudes along the end boards the other night in kind of a flying body check. Uh, it looks to me like like he's playing the best hockey he has this season. Yeah, I agree. It's so, especially when you have, you, you know, you like you said, you know the player, right? So you know his identity. And one of the things with Josh is if he's going to be good, then he's got to be assertive. He's got to be physical. He's got to be gapping up and taking away time and space. He's got to be running into people. In, you know, like in that particular play, he's net front, he takes two hard strides, short burst of, of physicality behind the net, knocks down two guys, we grab it and go the other way to try and create offense, right? And at the start of the year, because of his injury and his 
lack of training in the summer because he was hampered with the uh, injury and surgery and whatnot, then he's behind. So even though he feels good enough to play, the jump isn't there, the timing isn't there, the, the that physicality isn't there. And so it, then it just becomes more of a passive game. And, and as a coach, sometimes you just got to play him through that. Like there's no – there's no um, way to sort of get back to the top of your game without without playing games and, and working hard at it in practice. And that's hard to do when you're not feeling at your best. So now he's feeling great, timing's back, physicality's there, the quickness is there. And, and you watch him, he's, he's up the ice helping us create offense. He's active in the offensive zone. He's active off the rush. And then those types of plays that you, that you just talked about in the D zone, he can close plays out and, and get us the puck and get us moving in the right direction uh, more times than not. So I, I've really liked the way his game's sort of shaped up over the last two weeks, and I'm sure there's still more to come. Well, sticking with the blue line, I know that since we last talked to you, extended holiday break that we had, uh, Sam Gerard addressed uh, some of the reasons why he's not on the ice right now. You can you can mention that if you want to. But what I wanted to bring up was how great it is to have somebody like Caleb Jones that's able just to step in and know his job, know his role, and do it well. Yeah, exactly. Like Sam's going through his struggles, so he's going to get some help, and I I applaud him for that. I think in order for like the 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 first thing you know you worry about as a coach is is your guys' health and well-being and and in order for them to be able to um, have fun playing the game and and you know to me happy hockey players are productive hockey players when you're feeling it you're confident you love being around the team then then you're going to be at your best you know and and he's not in that space right now so he's going to to, to get help and. When he's healthy and ready, then he'll come back, and, and we can't wait for that period of time. Uh, in the meantime, Jonesy, you know, I, just a, I thought it was a fantastic move by Chris. It's like he had cleared waivers and got sent down. Um, he's in the minors. Uh, they're looking maybe to shed some, some money, some salary cap, uh, make a move. We end up trading uh, – Cal Burke, who's with the Eagles, and they, at the time, Carolina does not have an AHL affiliate. They've got guys spread out all over. So uh, McFarland makes the move for the uh, for Jones, trades uh, Burke, and uh, Burke gets to stay with the Eagles and continue to play to help our team, and yet we get Jonesy. So it's a win-win for us, um, and they get accomplished what they wanted to accomplish, and he played a few games for the Eagles, looked good. We get the uh, Gerard leaving, and he's he Jones. He's played great for us. Mm-hmm. He's he's a veteran guy that's played in the league, knows what to expect, and when he sticks within his game, um, it's a pretty good uh, two hundred foot game. He can help us on the offensive side. He can shoot the puck. He can move at the offensive zone blue line. It's another guy that kind of fits our style. And yet he's a solid defender. You know, he manages the puck pretty well. Um, so having a guy like that with veteran experience 
that started with the Eagles and have him as a call-up guy and now part of our roster. I just think uh, that was a savvy move by Chris, and, and it's certainly paying off for us right now. You speak, of course, of Caleb Jones, his dad, Popeye Jones. I was uh, I was giving Popeye updates on the score, by the way, the other night when the Nuggets were playing in L.A. I was giving him updates on the uh, the have score, and he told me, he said, you know, uh, he's just in a place now where he's he's being utilized to his talents, his skill level. And, and you're right about Chris McFarland identifying those players that fit what you guys do, and he seems like a great fit. What, what is it you guys do that makes him fit so well here? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things, but it, like it, it's a stylistic thing for me as much as anything else. Like We, we want to play, and everyone does want to play as fast as you can play, and in order to, to do that, you've got to be a disciplined player, and then you also have to have a certain skill set that allows for that. Like we have guys that that have different strengths, like on our decor, than other guys, right? And Jonesy's a little bit of a Swiss Army knife there. Like I think he can kill penalties, um, but just the way he skates and moves and can see the ice, you, you can see the potential that if you put him in with our group that it could be a real good fit. And, um, you know, it's turned out to be that so far. He's, he, uh, he knows that he has to play a responsible defending checking game, and he's got the size and strength and skating ability to do that. And then he also still wants to help and contribute up the ice. And that's kind of what we expect from all our guys. Like we try not to pigeonhole them into just this role. We know that's their strength. But we expect all those guys, the defenders especially, to be able to help us on the offensive side of it. Like I said before, it's so hard to create offense that it has to be a five-man job. It can't just be forwards going up the ice to create offense and be uh, coming back to defend. It's, it's five guys defending and five guys playing offense. So I think he kind of fits that mold for us. Winners of seven of their last eight uh, game tomorrow, seven o'clock against Arizona. Coach, good luck tomorrow. Always appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks. And his head coach of the Avalanche, Jared Bednar, joins us every Wednesday at eight o'clock on the Ramos Law Hotline. Uh, they still play those Arizona games in that little fellow, right? That little fellow. They sure do. Yeah, Mullet Arena. Um, it, it's it's weird because we're very close to the ice, right? I mean, we're we're closer to the ice at Mullet Arena than by far any arena in the National Hockey League. And you get used to calling games, you know, above and, and back and that sort of thing. And when you're at Mullet Arena, you're, you're actually so low, Vic, that in the, uh, on the far end, you know, guys will get in front of each other. So sometimes it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to see what's going on. And so because of that, it, it just makes it a unique experience. But it's also really fun because you are so close and you can see everything, you know, right up close and personal. It's, it's pretty cool. It's not going to last forever, but, but for now it's a very unique experience. Texter has a question, and I was not aware of this. Uh, Texter asks, what happened to uh, all the small things at the games? Do they not play that anymore? Uh, no, they do not. Okay, no, so uh-huh. that's just run its no, course. I, it, yeah, I think it's run its course. I mean, It was the, it was the anthem of a championship yeah. season. You move on. I, I wanted to hear Corey Sipper yesterday, and, and Martin told me to go get bent. And, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, it runs its course, and, and you're done. I get it. Uh, 303-504-0925, that is uh, head coach of the Avalanche, Jared Bednar, joins us every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Back after this.